Welcome to The Money Mavens, a podcast for the ambitious female business owner that loves money and desires to create a business and lifestyle up-level. With myself, Charlotte Balbier, multi-seven-figure brand builder, and my partner in success, Josie May, global six-figure business coach. Join us for all things business and lifestyle, combined with our strong opinions, a few naughty words, lots of fun, and a double dose of luxury. So pull up your seats at the success table with us, Charlotte and Josie, the Money Mavens. Welcome to another episode of the Money Mavens. And today we're talking about fur coat and knickers. I know you haven't just tuned into some very weird and sexy, <laughs> sexy podcast, although we could be. <laughs> but um, if you've heard the same fur coat and no knickers, which means basically when people are being a bit like showy but really a bit flash but really they ain't got money for knickers <laughs> um and you see this a lot in the coaching industry a lot of smoke and mirrors a lot of really pretty photo shoots and people actually not making any money a lot of bullshit a lot of bullshit <laughs> and you know it can be tempting to want to kind of go down that path yourself and show you know be a bit showy and and kind of like prove something um, and and what that can do is takes the focus of actually having real wealth and actually having a lifestyle that really suits you. It's no good having a Gucci bag if you can't pay your rent, is it? No, absolutely not. What's the point if, of, like you say, having all those things if you're then not eating? You yeah. know? And that is the truth for some people. Like, I've seen it where people on the surface, I mean, we live in a really affluent area. There's a lot of money around here, isn't there? A there lot is. Of pockets well. But because of that, there's a lot of pressure to keep up with stuff. And there's a lot of people that go around that you would think, if you looked at them, you'd be like, oh my God, they're like loaded. But actually, it's all fur coat and no knickers. Yeah. And that's okay for the short term. And it's, and you know, you were saying about the coaching industry, but I think it's true of all industries because, you know, the way the world is now, you, you only have to show what you want to show. It's like influencers. That's another yeah. one. Like influencers, oh, like. Yeah you'll see them apparently. So my friend works in like retail and she was telling me that a big a big thing now, a lot of um, businesses are closing because a big thing now is these halls. So what happens is influencers buy a load, say they go to ASOS, buy themselves a haul of clothes, spend 600 pounds, try them all on, put them all over the social media and then send them all back. Well, this is costing companies shipping. It's costing them time on clients. It's costing them a lot, a lot of money to do this. And so, you know, if you can imagine all the influencers that are doing it, and you see the halls. I've seen people do it. We're doing a haul. They call it a haul. Yeah, Zara. Zara, Zara hall. And have you ever seen the Zara? You can't return that thing on, like, you have to go into store. Oh, do you? And if you go, so we live near the Traffic Centre, which is like a big shopping mall centre, just outside Manchester. And I went the other Sunday to take something back that we bought actually in store at Zara. We went to Manchester, didn't we, the other day? Yeah. And I walked in and walked out. The queue was all the way out the store. And I'd gone before, you know, we had that browsing time. Yeah. And I actually thought, I think I might just keep these jumpers looking for someone because I couldn't be bothered. Queuing And up. I asked, I was like, why is the queue so big? And they said, oh, it's because you can only ret- return in store because I suppose they're thinking it'll help minimize because you think oh mm. I can't be bothered but then it was just full of young 
people. And it stops people buying because, like, you you were going to take that back, but I know, Sonia, you were going to oh, buy a coat that you could I was, yeah, exactly. I was going to buy um, a coat. Copied me. Well, it's changed. Twinning, it's true. I know we copied me. <laughs> the copies me. Um, yeah, I would. I mean, here, I always, whenever I take something back, and I bet anyone that's listening can relate. You go and you think, right, I'm going to take this back. I'm going to save myself this 150 quid or whatever. I don't need don't need it. Because I don't need anything. I just want it. Come out, 300 quid. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, that's not. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, And then before you know it, you're like, they're like, have you got a refund? No, I've got an exchange. Yeah. <laughs> I've got all these things that I don't really need. All these need, extras. But I really, really need these pink shoes of diamond bows on. Need them. Need them. <laughs> what were we talking about? We were talking about <laughs> fur coat and no knickers. Oh, yeah. yeah, so a lot of influencers are doing it. And actually, a lot of retail stores, apparently, it, it's really impacting their, um, it's really impacting the money they're making. But anyway, we're going back to the fur coat I and no was, knickers. Well, I was just, you know, it reminded me as well, I worked in, like, when I left uni, um, and when I was at uni, I worked for Oasis, the fashion group, when they were like the I used to oh, love Oasis. They were, um, I'm talking at the height of its success. And uh, it was very boutique-y. Like, we used to wrap everything. Oh, I loved it anyway. Um, but you'd like, have an amazing Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Um, your sales would be through the roof. By Monday, you'd be in a minus when you did your takings because all the refunds that would come back. And you'd ha- we had to get really, really clever. Were people wearing them? Yeah. They? People wearing stuff. You could tell. You could smell mm. the perfume on them. Or they'd be, be faulty when it wasn't. It was a nightmare. So you think, so for them, and for us as, as the staff, you, you do your takings Thursday, Friday, and you'd be like, and Saturday, you get all the young people coming in, buying all the outfits, blah, blah, blah. And then Sunday, you get a bit of a trickle of refund. Monday, you know, all the people that worked in town and stuff, because I worked in the ones in Manchester. It was mental. Absolutely mental. And it kind of, figured itself back out by the end of the week. And I'm going back years ago. This is when you couldn't buy anything online. Right. I'm showing my age now. But I'm, you know, this I was in my I was like 20. I'm nearly 45. So I'm going back a long time. But it was a problem back then. Yeah. Now it's like amplified because we've got social media, we've got all these things influencing people to do that. And now I look at Oasis and you can only buy it online. And it's really, really sad. Yeah. Really, really sad. And it was a great store selling is it not in salvages anymore or anything nope oh, you can only so they got bought out because it so originally i'm going to give you a bit of a history lesson now it was originally opened by two brothers one was called morris and he used to come to our store all the time and he was absolutely love it and it was a luggage luxury luggage store yeah oasis luggage then they made bags and then they went into fashion they grew it they got investors and they sold it and then eventually it got bought by arcadia ah which we all know what happened with Arcadia with um, Philip Green and everything. And then it got bought out by, I think, Boohoo. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Little fashion history lesson for you there. Little fashion history lesson. I could be wrong Mm. in some of that information, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. But what we're saying is it's easy to get caught up in, you know, wanting all the pretty things. And don't don't get us wrong, we love pretty things. However... What we really care about is creating wealth on all levels. Like my, the first thing for me above pretty things is being served. So, you know, like one of the biggest things that I really wanted was a housekeeper because I felt like my energy was always going into tidying up the house, to doing the laundry, all those kind of things. 
And, you know, people don't see that. I know I talk about it on the podcast, but people don't see that as part of my life. It's not something people see, is it? Unless they come to my house or they listen to this podcast. But on the whole, nobody would know that's part of my life. However, it makes life so much easier for me. The house always looks nice. I have more time to spend with my family or work on the business. And actually, to me, that feels like freedom. Yeah, and it's worth every single penny. Yeah, I could buy a new dress every week or we can have a housekeeper. Yeah. Who I now got my eye on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Charlotte's like, mm. I want Jonathan. It's a man and he's really, really good. I'm like, Jonathan, do you want to come do my house? Because <laughs> I only have a cleaner who comes on a Friday, which means the house is only tidy for those couple of days or if Harry's home for about an hour uh, after they've gone. I'm like, I need more help. But yeah, like, but when we talk about like the fur coat and the, and the knickers, so forget the no knickers now, I'm thinking about and the knickers. You want to be having a business and a lifestyle that's got substance so i'm talking generational wealth things that you can pass on as actual assets, assets that you're going to pass on so it means you can either take an early retirement enjoy you know spending money when you're in that time of your life setting up your children you know actually taking the pressure off and a lot of and we posted about this on social media so like what's your currency is it freedom is it choice is it safety and when we talk about those things, it's like you need money to have all of those things, to have your currency of choice, lifestyle, whatever. But really, if we really boil it all down, and we talk all the time, we're unapologetic, we both love nice things. I'm just looking around the room now. We've both got designer handbags next to us, you know, we, we wear nice things. Got nice cars. We've got got nice, nice lovely cars. We have mega holidays. But there's, to me, there's no point in having all of that if I haven't got safety. We've also got investments in properties, though. We've also got, you know, other stuff that is maybe not seen, but yeah. is a safety net. We don't talk about it. Things that, yeah, that we don't talk about, like... And thinking about the bigger picture, about the long term, um, I also think there's no point in having money and not spending it. You know, like, you have some people that are, like, really super wealthy, and I've seen that. That's yes. just like having the knickers and no fur coat. Yeah, and like, <laughs> we know, want like, both. We're taking a stand for the end. Like, you've got, but then I suppose it's just that they're not materialistic, maybe, and that's okay. But for me, I'm like now, nah, and I like enjoy my money. I, I we encourage people. We're like, go and buy the bag, do all the things that make you happy, but also think about. And the reason we're talking about this is about building a sustainable business, building a business that's got longevity. There are so many businesses that are like flash in the pans who kind of get, come in make a big noise it's all like fanfare and everyone's like and I've seen it when I was in the wedding industry there'd be the new kid on the block they'd come in and it'd be all bells and whistles and everybody would want to stock them and as a supplier you'd be like oh my god they've just come in taking all the clients you know they're perceived to be doing really well blah 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 and then the next minute they've gone spectacularly bust and off they go yeah because it's like what was the point? Well, the first coat and no knickers thing also applies to your business. So there's so many businesses that like look like they're really successful and shiny and amazing. And then you actually buy from them. And what you're getting isn't what you yeah. signed up for. It's a bit like buying Waitrose and then finding out it's Iceland. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> exactly. water inside. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and that happens a lot as well. The people, are, you know, you can get some businesses that are really good at marketing really good at selling 
and they're not really good oh, at providing. Done it, we? Oh, we've done it, we've yeah. We've done it. We've been like, oh my God, they look amazing. They've got the chat. They write the great copy. They do all the stuff. And then you get in, you're like, what is this crap that and I've been you're given? like, oh, mum's been to Iceland. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. <laughs> yeah, we, and, and I think I've actually, we were actually just talking about this. We went out for breakfast, but we we're actually grateful for those experiences though, because it definitely, one, it's brought us together, but two, it's made us realize how we are not going to run our business, that we are about actually having substance. Fur our, coat and knickers. Yeah, we, you'd be pleased to know, <laughs> we wear our knickers. We wear our knickers. <laughs> and that's in terms of our business. So like, we we know that we, we put out, um, you know, luxury stuff and, and like we show our business as being a, a high-end luxury brand because it is. But we also know that's a service that we offer on the other side. Absolutely. And- it's about having substance. It's about not just being, it's, it, you know, there's no point anyone can be perceived to be successful. But actually, if you're, so if you're thinking about working with someone, maybe you're thinking about getting a coach or joining a mastermind or anything, it needs to be with someone that actually has got substance. It doesn't always have to be someone that's walked the walk that you're, I mean, I think that it's always so great, but I don't think it's a deal breaker. But it's got to be someone that's got substance, someone that's not just putting pretty posts out, got a nice website, writes great copy. Are they going to actually support you? Have they had the success have you they, desire? Yeah, have they had success? Are they sustainable? Are they in it for the long thing? Or have they just had one successful-ish ish launch? And I hate it when people like, say they're a seven-figure business, but they're adding up all the years they've been in business. Oh my God, that really annoys me Like, and makes me angry. It's like, you're not a seven-figure business because you're adding up all the years you've been in business. A seven-figure turnover is what you're doing in your year end. Yeah. <laughs> your year to year. It's not, it's like me saying that I'm a multi eight-figure business, that would be true if I'd added up all the years I was in business, but that would be lying. Yeah. It's what I did in those years, and some years I did seven figures, and some years I did multi seven. But after I averaged it out, it was always in the multi seven. But I would never say I was an eight figure business because that would be a lie. It's like us saying at the moment that we're a multi six figure business, but we're not at the moment. Singly, we're only doing only I say it like we've only been in business a year, but doing six figures. But you know, people are so untruthful, yeah, and they put all these things like constantly about oh, 10k month, 20k month, blah blah blah, but actually, they're not. And that 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 I find really hard because I'm like it's not telling the truth. It's not dealing with integrity there. It's not being honest. And that to me is when I'm like, you've got the fur coat, but you haven't got the knickers. Yeah. And it that bothers me. Oh, she's on it. I'm, I'm can rattled. See her. She's rattled now. Oh, I'm rattled. I can see her face screwing up. <laughs> she's like, mm. um, and it's also when you come to your business planning as well. We want you to plan for the fur coat and the knickers not only in the way that you um, provide business, but also in your lifestyle. Like, what does that mean? For, for me, that means having investments. For me, that means having a plan and an and ability to have some freedom. It means, you know, you can have the flashy handbags, but you also know that you're paying your mortgage with ease every month. It's all those kind of things that actually, you know, it's it's not just one area of your life where you've got you've flashy in terms of your clothes or your handbags, but you've also got the car you desire and the house you desire. And, you know, you also have it being able to go out to eat if that's what you like to do, go on the holidays you want to go on. That is, you know, 
that's really having it all, isn't it? And and I think having an exit strategy or something that you're working towards is really good because, you know, my mum always wanted to retire, she said, before she was 60, and she did. And now she's, like, literally living she lives her the best life. life ever. But she worked really, really, really hard when I was younger. She's a hustler. Um, now she goes on holiday about 10 times a year. Yeah. Really times. luxury holidays. And every time I go around, they're either booking another holiday or she's hungover. I went around this, <laughs> I went around this morning. I messaged her last night and said, she, bless her, she does my tan for me. Um, and um, she's great at it, by the way. Such a good... I said to her, you should do this as a little sideline. She anyway, doesn't need a sideline, though, because uh, she's she living a best life, yeah, retired. she doesn't need one. And I said, can I come around at half seven? She's like, oh, no, we're out tonight. I'm like, of course you are. Get there this morning. Oh, very hungover, Charlotte. You know, I'm like, well, you know what? Fair enough. But they were out last night living it up in Oldley Edge, the giggling squid. Oh, giggling squid. <laughs> I like the Thursday name. Thursday night. Yeah, as you like, do. Oh, we pan- drank so much champagne, blah, blah, blah. But she's now retired. She was... 58 when she retired and she'll never have to work again and she has a very very lovely very nice house life very nice car very nice life (laughs) because she was always about having the fur coat and the knickers my mum we call her profit cautious carol um because she can be a little bit cautious she's also more ballsy than she realizes but yeah it was always about profit for her Mm, always 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 about the how much cash and profit we had in the business and how we were investing it and that's meant that she can retire and i had two years off without working and not having to worry about things and could enjoy being a mum to harry and been able to build what i've been doing my own speed so it's you know if i hadn't had all of that and if i hadn't had a successful business before now to do it so it it really does mean a lot to be able to have and your exit thing. strategy, like, that does not appeal to me. Early retirement, or I suppose it's not even that early, is it under 60? But, it, you know, like, it's not like 40, but it's young to retire. Yeah, but and for some people, that's oh, right. for, a for a lot motivator. So some my, people that have, like, a really high-pressured business yeah. they've got a lot of staff. My friend's husband, actually, his goal is to retire at 50. That's his goal. And I was like, it just doesn't appeal to me at all because it feels so close, you know. <laughs> but I understand that for a lot of people that is. However, you do need some sort of exit plan. You need to know that there's going to be money available for you because anything could happen. Right? With a business, you could get ill or you want to know that you're going to be financially... Well, maybe your exit strategy is more like going to have paid the mortgage off by a certain time. Mm, good so exit then that strategy. frees up cash. You might It might coincide with when your kids are wanting to buy something. Because like, I was only thinking this morning, I was thinking about this podcast and thinking about like what things meant to me and what I want for the bigger picture. And I already thought... I want to be able to support Harry to buy a house. And... So weird, because I was thinking about that with yeah. Otis literally yesterday. I was thinking, I want to know that we can buy a house for him, mm. you know, and it maybe it'll be that, you know, we we don't we do not do that, but I want to be able to do that. Yeah, have the choice. Have the choice to do it, yeah. Because I think it's good for kids to learn to well, make yeah. their own money and all that. However... I don't mean buy it outright. I still want them to work. And, yeah. But, you know... Let's face it, it's bloody hard getting on the property line. It it's is. really even harder, I think, when they're older. So I was thinking, like, that's part of my exit strategy because I, I always, I love working. Like, I really enjoy it. But I was thinking long term, I was like, oh, okay, these things are going to be important to me in the next 15 years. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's mad to think, but for both of us, you know, the boys are going to be going to uni potentially, or they might want to travel the world. Oh, stop. They might want to buy houses. Then they'll be meeting someone special. They might want to get married. Oh, God. Have kids. You know, there's like all these things. And I want to be in a position to be able to say, yeah, I can help you with that. Totally, yeah. And so if you haven't thought about this, and I know for a long time I didn't think about this, when I started my business, all I thought about was getting by. All I thought about was getting enough weight, enough that wouldn't be the same as a wage that I could make in social work. You know, that was my goal. But as as we've, and I think, you know, Charlotte, Charlotte was born into business, weren't you? Like your family's come from business. So I think you probably had a good bit more of an understanding about creating wealth, about creating assets and having an exit plan, haven't you? Yeah, I mean, it's always been my grandparents and my mum both had exit plans I never really had one because I always knew that I would exit when they did Mm. so mine was always slightly different now mine's more about the freedom and the choice and being able to do you know as a single I'm a single parent and it's like I want to be able to provide all those things for Harry and not have to worry and also for me to still have a nice life you know like I imagine that when Harry's off doing his thing I'll be still having my fabulous girls holidays which I love or maybe I'll be going on holiday with someone else or I'll who knows who knows what I'm going to be doing but I want to still be having a level of lifestyle because I like having a nice lifestyle and I'm very open about that that we yeah like it in fact when your kids are off doing that's our time to have more party time and what we found is with our clients is um that they all up level because for us our level of lifestyle is non-negotiable. And when you make it non-negotiable, you've got to make the money to, to make, to, mm. to kind of meet you there. And I think so often people um, allow themselves to have less than what they want or even less than, than is okay. And if you're okay with not being able to pay your mortgage some months, then guess what? There's going to be months where you can't afford it. But if that is no way, in like for me, there's absolutely no way ever that I would allow it to happen that our mortgage doesn't get paid. I it, it it couldn't even go in my sphere of thinking because I know that I would make it happen that the money would we'd get the money together. And so, you know, and I think people question like how do I create that next up level? How do I make that? And you've got to start stretching yourself a little bit. And you've got to start having these next level experiences a little bit even before you can have them because oh definitely you've got to take the take the take the step before you know you can make it happen I know that when we bought this house I wasn't sure how we were gonna make it happen but we did and now it's like no big deal yeah like when people um we 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 talk about this a lot now because we we always liked we're always eating out We've just been out for lunch. Just been out for lunch. We've just been, and while we were eating lunch, we were talking about what we're having for dinner tomorrow night because we're going into Manchester for dinner. And we were like, we're going we wanted somewhere, somewhere swanky. Yeah, we're somewhere really, really swanky. But we're not cool anymore, so we don't know where the swanky yeah. place is. <laughs> so we went to Google it because we were like, you know. But we talk about this and we say when we're there, we, we always say how grateful we are that we have these experiences because for some people, the way we live every day is what somebody might only do once a year for like a special thing. And we forget that. Forget that. We go to really, really nice places for our lunch, breakfast, brunch, dinners, suppers. You know, like we go for it. And um, that's what we like doing. That's what we want to do. But you've got to 
you don't know if you like something until you've tried it. So people say, oh, it's not for me that. It's because they've never experienced it or they don't think they're worth it. Or it's a way of them kind of like justifying the fact that they haven't done it. And they're like, like under, do you know what I mean by that? Like, oh, I know it's not for me all that. I don't really like, you know, people say like, oh, I couldn't go to a holiday resort where it's all really nice. Oh, really? I think you'd love it. I think you'd like, it's like, oh, I, I, I'm not interested in business class. Oh, funny. So if you got an upgrade, you'd say no thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you, once you turn left on the plane, that yeah. is you screwed for the rest of your life. You never want to turn You never right. want to. You feel disgusted. Yeah. You are appalled when you have to turn right. I remember after I sold my the, our last business, we flew business class or first class everywhere. And suddenly I was having to pay for my own flights and I was like, Oh, that's how you know you that's lose how much touch. they cost. Yeah, because this travel agent, we had a we had, you know a travel concierge that did everything, and I just was putting it through expenses. Not even really. And this sounds really awful, but you know you kind of get a bit blase yeah. maybe about it. Yeah. And and I was like, oh, an eleven-hour flight to say LA because my dad lives there, and I was looking at for me and Harry, and I was like, bloody hell, it's really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, so expensive, and I was like, but I just don't think I can stand the thought of. After, you know, it's all right if you're going on a girl's holiday or whatever. Like, we went to Mykonos and it was four hours. Right. But And we drank enough yeah, wine to... To blot it out. And I think, <laughs> you know, and a lot of, like, you know, I certainly don't fly business class every time I fly, but that is the goal. Oh, that is the we goal. Talk about, it's, what, it's one of our things, like, we are planning a trip to Miami. Money Mavens do Miami. And I was like, non-negotiable. Non-negotiable. Turning left. Returning left. Turning left. You know, you don't know if you like something until you try it. And when people say, oh no, it wouldn't be for me. I'm like, oh, I'm sure it would be. I'm sure, I'm sure we could be. get used to it. I'm yeah. sure we could tempt you into getting used to nice lunches and nice lifestyles and all that. But you know, all those things are quite superficial. What this- They are superficial and that's the, that's the fur coat. But, yeah. it but we're for fur coat and, and knickers. knickers. We are taking a stand for the and. It's not <laughs> one or the other. Yes. It's not like all your money goes yes. into like we're about both. Yes, put your money into investments. Yes, build a future for yourself. Build an exit plan whilst you're rocking your handbag, you're turning left on a plane. Like you can have both. You can, you can have you it really, all. You really, really, really can um, have it all. Definitely have, have it all. Coat. And it's the same have in your business. Like have the great front door, either that be a um, bricks and mortar front door or if that's your virtual front door, have your business look good, have a great sales approach, let it look all shiny and amazing and have the substance behind it and give a great product or service, like do both. Yeah, and when we talk about like being profitable and having money in the bank, you still got to spend money, but just be more um, intentional where you're spending that money you have to spend money you have to spend money on your business whether it's marketing whether it's a coach whether it's avatar you know whatever it is that you do staff yeah it, running a business costs money it does but you can be intentional like we've had a discussion this morning about where we're going to spend money where we're going to outsource you know and we are looking to start we're going to be spending money but we're being intentional about it we're looking at the bottom line we, you know it's knowing your numbers it's not just being like I'm just going to, that coach is multi seven figures because she said so on social media. Yeah. But then actually when and you getting get, caught up in like, when you get in a program, you're like, mm. yeah, she's added it all together. Yeah, she's added it all together. <laughs> and actually she lives in a condo in wherever. And you're like, mm, this doesn't add up. 
Like, hello. <laughs> Hello. This doesn't quite add up. Something doesn't quite right here. And then you just and then you just feel like totally it's never gonna be aligned, is it? So. I've got a great motto that I like to say, and it's everything I spend comes back to me tenfold. And when you're in business, it's a really great like keep telling yourself that everything I spend comes back to me tenfold. Because from an energy point of view money needs to move it needs to flow it, it it needs to circulate and you trying to hold on to your money is such bad energy like think bad about juju. it's bad juju i was just gonna say that <laughs> I, knew I always were. say it isn't it you said it to me before what did you say to it? we were talking about, oh that one i know we talked about something really random when you were like it's bad juju <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah you know hold just trying to hold on to money all the time is really bad energy it should circulate oh yeah money is energy so it's and got so to move. when you buy something i know i've said this on other podcasts but i have little um happy face stickers on my cash cards so that every time i buy something it's just a reminder to be grateful and i've got a little slip in my purse that says plenty more where that came from and just these little things to remember when you're spending spend with love knowing and don't, that it's going to come back more and don't um, regret a purchase. Like if you buy something, oh, buyer's remorse is the worst. It's a real thing. Enjoy that as well. it. Yeah. So like, and I, like my aunt, one of my aunties, one of my dad's sisters, is ridiculously super wealthy. She lives in LA, really wealthy. But she's got a bad money mindset. I've decided. So she bought. Um, you can't get mulberry in America, and I love mulberry. So when she was last day, she's like, I really want a mulberry handbag. So we went to Manchester. She dropped a grand or so on this really nice mulberry bag. And then she never uses it. And I'm like, I don't get it. Like, What's the point what was it? the point of having it? She's like, it's too nice to use. And I'm like, you could afford to buy 20 of those without thinking about it. Like, she's, you know, she owns an um, industry artworks, which is a massive production company in Hollywood. And it's like, hello. But she's, so it's like, just enjoy it. So whether you've got 10,000 in the bank or 10 billion, whatever you buy, enjoy that enjoy totally it. again that's the good energy keeps it moving so we are the money mavens if you're wearing our fur coat and our knickers you'll be pleased to know <laughs> <laughs> it's chilly um if you're loving these podcasts and we know you are because you're leaving us these amazing reviews please leave us a five-star review we can then get this message about having your fur coat and your knickers to a bigger audience we'll see you next time bye Thank you for joining the Money Mavens podcast today with myself, Josie May, and my fellow host, Charlotte Balbier. We're holding regular giveaways with luxury prizes for those that leave us a review. So if you've loved this episode, please go and give us five stars. We really appreciate your support. For more exciting content and inspiration in unlocking your up level, head over to our Instagram and follow the underscore money underscore mavens. The link is in our show notes. Congratulations, you are now officially a money maven. Welcome to the club. We can't wait to celebrate your success with you. See you on the next episode.